Welcome back to House Rich, home of the world's best home buying tips. Today, we're going to talk about what you need to do if you're looking to purchase a home this year. We're going to talk about the actual steps you can take right now to make that happen. So we're going to cover budgeting, how to find your perfect purchase price, what you can qualify for, because purchase price and what you can qualify for are two different things. We're going to talk about how property types impact it, as well as we're going to talk about different loan programs as well. So your first time meeting me, who am I? My name is David. I have seven years of industry of experience in the mortgage industry between being a loan officer and underwriter. So those are my credentials, but let's get into the topic. So step one is statistically, if you don't own a home, you're probably renting. So let's say you're renting. So what you do is figure out what your rent is, your total living expense. So, you know, let's say it's $1,800 and you pay another $100 as far as parking and I don't know, $100 as far as trash. So your total, your total living expense to live in that property. And if you pay utilities, you can throw that into your total living expense in this scenario is $2,000. So that is the starting point for where we go from there. So uh, let's jump into how to figure out our purchase price. All right. So we established that your rent is $2,000 a month. So the first thing you need to do is figure out what home price equates to a rent price that is $2,000 a month. So how in the world do you do that? And by the way, if you listen to the podcast, um, there's probably a much better visual on, on YouTube, but uh, I'm going to talk through it as well. So what we're going to do is we're simply going to go to Google and type in, uh, we're simply going to go to Google and type in the word mortgage calculator. So pretty simple, no tricks, mortgage calculator, boom, right there, it's going to pull up a mortgage calculator. It's like the first option that you will look at. And so we see the mortgage calculator right there. And so you got to kind of play around with the numbers, but so right here, I'm going to put in a loan amount of 250000 So whatever loan amount you put in, it's got to be less than, obviously, the monthly payment has to be less than your rent amount. So in this scenario, and obviously, I predid this scenario, so the numbers are going to work out perfectly. You're going to have to mess around with it a little bit more. Uh, your loan amount is $250,000. It gives you a monthly payment of $1,419. Now, I'm just using a 5% interest rate. Those are what rates are at the moment. Typically in this scenario, you want to use whatever the high is as far as interest rates. You don't want to like, you'd rather overestimate what it's going to be than try to, you know, lowball yourself because once again, the joke's on you. And so this is just your principal and interest payment when we're talking about your monthly payment. This is not the whole enchilada. So you have your taxes, insurance, and HOA dues if applicable as well. So once again, this is just your principal and interest payment. So how in the world do we find out the rest of those numbers? What do you know? So we're going to go to Google again and go to this secret website called Realtor.com. <laughs> you type it in there and boom, we pull up realtor.com. Pretty simple. And so what you can do is put in, you can put in your zip code, your general area right there as far as um, where you're at. I'm going to put in Dallas, Texas, the general area there. And so <laughs> but hit the search button and it's going to search. And so boom, it's going to pull us my home price. And so you want to, you know, go to price right here and then just put it in your parameters. So we're saying we did the loan amount for 250. So we're going to throw in like 200,000 there. I'm um, at the bottom. We're going to put in like $300,000 at the top. So that's going to find us some homes that are $250,000. You simply hit this search button here. And then of course, it's going to ask me a bunch of stuff that it doesn't need to ask me. And then assembly is going to pull up homes that are in that price range. And so let's find some homes that are close to $250,000. And so we have this home right here, this is, which is $2,065. All right. Then we have one that's spot on $249. So what you want to do is pull up a couple of these, and you'll see why when I kind of go through this example here. Look at these. square feet for a 429-square-foot property. And so, boom. And so I pulled up the property right here. This one is 
the two forty two hundred forty nine thousand dollars right here. And so you want to scroll down and go to property history. Boom, and you're gonna it shows you like what the previous prices were. So I guess this is a this is a new home. I don't I don't know. I guess I can do some other research, but that's not relevant to this scenario. And so boom, taxes for 2020 were three thousand six hundred and seventy seven dollars. And so to find out what, how that equates to your monthly payment, what you want to do is just simply divide that by 12. And so that will give you $306. So your, your taxes part is $306. So FYI, taxes and taxes are like super high. They're like 2.5% of the home price. The taxes in your local area probably be a lot less. So if you're like looking on there and you're like, hey, a $250,000 home, taxes are $1,000. Taxes and taxes are just like super high. That's what they don't tell you about taxes, you know, home with a home with a free or whatever they talk about in this 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 great state all right but what here's the reason that you want to look at a couple of different options so let's check out the one that's two um this is the one that was like 264 and you'll see the taxes are four thousand eight hundred and fifty eight dollars so if you divide that by 12 it, gets, it comes out to 404 and actually let's look at the third home that was 249 and see what that comes out to and so we've clicked is this the same home twice Okay, so let's look at this one. So, oh, this is a okay. This is a brand new home. So this is not going to help us in this scenario. So your tax. I'm glad I clicked on this though. So your taxes on brand new homes. So how taxes work is the taxes are based on the value of the dirt of the land, of the home, the property the year before. So if it's a new home like this one, the land before was just a dirt lot. So whenever you're looking back at like the new taxes on a new construction property, the taxes the first year are going to be super low because it was just a dirt lot there. So don't ever be fooled by the property taxes on a, on a new home. And so if you're looking at a new home, what you wanna do is ask your lender, are they providing you the, the future taxes or the unimproved taxes? The unimproved taxes are what they sound like. It's on the unimproved dirt lot as far as the, the land. But back, back to the, the tax, maybe that's another episode, but for, for here, so let, let's take the higher number. It's probably somewhere in the middle. But it, unless again, you want to try to get a couple of properties close to that 250, but let, let's just use 404 in this scenario, which was the, the $265,000 home. Because once again, we want to always estimate a little bit high. Because if you say 250, you're probably going to go find a place that's 260, $265. That's just how that works out. So that's 404. And so we're taking, uh, what was the previous one? Four, 419 plus 404. Carry the one, two, nine. No, I can't, I can't do bad. It's a $1,823 is what that comes to as far as your principal and interest payment and your taxes. And so insurance is a little tricky. Um, you have to like contact your local insurance person because insurance can vary from place to place. But if you're in Texas, I'd say for a home that's like 300,000 or in this scenario, 250,000, let's assume taxes are about $150 a month. And so... We got 183 plus $1,500 and we have uh, three, I don't know, I can't do this. <laughs> we have about, sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on this math. Well, let's say, let's say it comes out to about um, 19000 or $1,980, something like that. You can do the math yourself. But it's, it's the whole spirit of the, the operation, how we're kind of figuring out what the taxes and the insurance are on the on the property, so that that's what your that's what your bill comes out to. So for a two hundred fifty thousand home, you can ex expect your mortgage to be about one thousand nine hundred and change essentially. So that's how you kind of work backwards to find out 
you know, how your rent equates to home price. And so the question you have to ask yourself as well is, do I want to pay $2,000 for living expense? You know, am I comfortably living now with my $2,000 living expense? Is that a burden on me? If the answer is yes, you probably need to be looking a little lower. If the answer is no, I can go a little, you can go a little bit higher. You can go a little bit higher in the budget. So that's essentially how you kind of figure out what your your monthly um, what your monthly budget is. So we're going to get back into the other part of the presentation. All right, so hopefully that was helpful. Next thing we're going to do is going to jump into the property side. But if you got value from that, you're still watching. If you watch on YouTube, you know, give us a like. If you're listening to the podcast, please leave a review. Just hit the four stars, leave a review. That does a lot as far as, you know, helping me expand and reach other folks. I appreciate that. So let's talk about the property type. That's super important as well because that impacts your budget. So and impact really your long-term future and your real estate portfolio. So if you're like, hey, nothing wrong with this. Folks like the single-family homes. But if you're buying a single-family home, this you're just setting up your real estate portfolio a little bit different than you would if you're doing anything else. And also there's typically a little bit more maintenance and hands-on when you're coming to a single-family property because, you know, you're probably got a yard. You, um, you, you're you doing a, more maintenance than you would do if you were in a, in a condo or something like that. And so let's talk about a condo. So your condos, your townhomes, 98, 97% of the time, they're going to have HOA. HOAs are important too, because HOAs are added to your monthly budget and, and your for your monthly budget. And they're also added to your, your debt single ratio for the lender. And also for single family home, you can have HOA. Those are known as PUDs or plan unit developments. And so the important thing about HOA is you pay those, your, your lender counts it towards your DTI monthly, whether you pay it annually, annually, semi-annually, monthly, or whatever. So let's say that your HOA dues are $1,200 a month. You're like, hey, I just pay those annually. I'll just pay those at the beginning of the year. It won't impact my DTI or somehow your, your budget. And so the lender doesn't care. They're taking that $1,200 divided by 12. And so they're adding $100 to your debt to income ratio. Um, and so I'll give you a good example. HOA fees can be killer on condos as well. When I first moved to Dallas and I was looking for, for a property, this is like in 2017. I found this condo, it was, it was around like $180, but it was like a, a top floor, this, this, this condo uh, penthouse suite. And I was like, wow, this is super cheap. Like what's going on? And so I started looking to, and I was actually on, I think like realtor.com or Zillow. And another, another thing about realtor.com or Zillow, if they're HOA fees, it will tell you on there. But when I started looking at the property, the HOA fees were like 800 some dollars. And so that is a killer as far as your budget. And so let's go back to when we're calculating our, our principal and interest payment. So for that $250, $250,000 home, our principal and interest payment was like, um, what was it? $1,419. So that's almost half of what that, that HOA fee is. So that's the equivalent of like another, I don't know, let's say like $105,000, $110,000 in equity is how much that that HOA fee is is impacting you. So that that will that will kill your deal. Like if you qualify for a home that's two hundred thousand dollars and you're and now your HOA fee is a is eight hundred dollars a month, that that deal is not is not going through. So it's super important to know what your HOA dues um, are as well, especially when we're looking at like townhomes, condos, which we'll have them. And for your your um once again your single family home, sometimes they'll have an HOA fee as well. If it's a like a nice neighborhood or a planned unit development, looks like a planned out neighborhood. Um, that, that's going to have HOA fees as well. And so that's all the part. So let's say you're looking at a multifamily property. Everyone says multifamily property, FHA, FHA, FHA. Eh. If it's a duplex, you might not necessarily want to go FHA. Two things. So for duplex, a lot of times you can put down just 5% for a conventional loan. And that's super important as well because your FHA minimum down payment is 3.5%, but you're also paying a 1.75% upfront funding fee, which can be rolled into the loan, but 
you're paying that essentially when you sell the home. And so you're paying another 1.75% on top of the loan that is not going towards equity. It's just a fee you're paying to the, to the, um, to the Federal Housing Administration, the FHA. And also, after the PMI never drops, so after that year, you want to refinance it to a conventional loan anyways. So you just kind of want to start with a conventional loan to begin with, because you're going to have to pay the same refinancing fee, the fees to refinance, the lender fees as well. So you may end up paying, you know, three, $4,000 to refinance the loan. And what do you know, a year ago, rates were a lot different than they are today. So you may kind of be stuck in that PMI situation because rates have gone like this. And then, so the next thing you want to do is we're going to go back to our presentation. All right, so the next thing you want to do is you want to kind of figure out the idea of where your credit is. So it's cool to look at like your, thank you, make sure I'm recording this right. Okay. Okay. So the next thing we do is you want to get an idea of where your credit is. So it's cool to like look at your banking app and credit karma and all that. It gives you a general idea of where your credit is. The thing about those is, you know, one of as I've pitched or said a bunch of times, they're not your FICO two, four, five credit score, which is what your lender uses. It's just a, a gauge of where you're at. I mean, if you're looking at that, you may want to subtract like forty to sixty points from your credit score. That's probably where your credit's at. But also, what you want to do is you want to go go to just go to annualcreditreport.com. Folks will try to sell you stuff. Um, but just, just go to annualcreditreport.com. It doesn't give you an idea of what your credit score is, but it gives you an idea of what's on your credit report. And so if, if there's a bunch of negative stuff and like your credit report and your credit score is low, it's probably accurate. If there's a bunch of negative stuff and your credit score is high. The credit score you're seeing online is probably a little bit um, fugazi. And so you want to do a little bit more detail, maybe pay for one of the, um, the paid options and go in and kind of tackle your credit or, or pay somebody to do credit repair as well. And so I'll have a link for like a, a, a um, more detailed page site. It's like a dollar. It's a dollar introductory fee. So you can go check out your um, credit report. But here's a snapshot of annualcreditreport.com. So here's my actual credit report. You can see I pulled um, last year. And so this is, a, this is what it looks like real quick. So you can get an idea. It tells me, you know, what was on my credit report. It has a bunch of names. You should not have a bunch of names in your credit report. It has... Um, a bunch of addresses. You should not have a bunch of addresses on your credit report. I go into that, you know, why on one of my other credit repair episodes. You can go check that out, or you can, I guess you can purchase a course from me as well. And then it goes over some personal information and it goes over, you know, what's actually in your credit report that's that's negative. And so I don't have anything negative on my credit report to show you, but this is just kind of a snapshot of what stuff looks like in your credit report. And so you want to get a good idea of what's in your credit report. And I always give the example of when I the same example when I was going to go purchase a home here in Dallas, I've been looking at my bank account, bank banking apps. My credit score was in the 800s. When I went to apply for a mortgage, it was like 680. It's because there was a $75 collection that was not showing on my banking app that was dropping my credit score 120 points. So I knew it was 120 points because I ended up getting the collection re resolved and it went up to the 800. So um, yeah, that, that they, that's how you want, just want to get a, get a general idea of what's on your credit report. And then last, you want to figure out your DTI. And so your DTI is just basically your monthly finance debts plus your future mortgage payment, which we figured out earlier, divided by your income before taxes. I got another other episodes on how to calculate your income, other episodes on how to calculate your DTI, but that's just kind of from a high level what you want to do as far as that. So uh, once again, thanks for following me to the end. If you got value, once again, you know, like, subscribe, share with a friend. Um, and use the resources we got in the uh, description. So, uh, thank you.